What's going on, fans? My name's Josh. I'm here with Matt. Today we're going to talk about Batman. We're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. We're going to talk about Shazam. And we're going to talk about the new Twilight Zone series. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So Matt, we were just uh, looking at going back over the um, Avengers Endgame trailers, uh, getting caught up with everything that's going on with um, Avengers Endgame, what we know so far um, from those things. Any early predictions on your part? Anything that you think that, um, you know, how this is going to be resolved for the Avengers? Well, I think that, you know, when we start thinking about, okay, what, how, how could this play out, right? But then you look at that, the second trailer that came out, and then they're talking about expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what they keep pushing. And I think that with the new trailer, the biggest thing that came out was just the reconciliation between, uh, obviously, Tony and Cap. I think, you know, that's important. Obviously, that needed to happen, for sure. Um, but uh, to begin to guess would be, huh. Who knows? I mean, yeah. really, who knows? Yeah, I mean, uh, the there's been stories that have leaked that um, the Russo brothers have only allowed for, I think it was like eight minutes, eight or nine minutes of um, film time to be allowed to be used for promotional footage. So <clears throat> it's definitely, you know, I don't think that we're seeing it very much of the movie at all on there. There's also been other rumors that the... Uh, uh, similar to what they did with the Hulk in, in Infinity War, where the Hulk scenes uh, didn't make in the movie. They were right. kind of a ruse. Yeah. And where yeah. a lot of what we're seeing is a ruse. Um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I'm 100% invested in that theory just because, you know, it, it takes a lot of money to put CGI into these things. And I can understand like maybe one or two scenes. Um, to where they can change something small on it. Maybe, you know, um, Ant-Man's not there whenever it shows him being there. Maybe they've right. taken out a character or something. But I don't, I don't see, like, full scenes being being removed from the the trailer. Um, and, and the material they're using is obviously stuff that they've cut early, too. So, I mean, at that point, it still hasn't even hit the editing room. So, we really not... You can't say for sure... This is all going to be content. Like, we've already learned from the first, the last one, it didn't happen. So, there's going to be things that could be missing, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Nothing that I think is going to change the story. No. However, they're, however they're going to choose to pursue it, but... No, I think it's, you know, obviously things are going to dramatically change after this movie. And, and for that to happen, you've got to have some sort of big um, climax. And then, you know, I don't think the, the resolution is going to be... Anything what we're expecting, um, I wouldn't be surprised. There's been a lot of you know talk about um, another villain being in the movie. Um, you know, there being uh, um, Thanos being you know the first of two major villains um, within this movie. Um, I don't think it's needed, um, but you know, oh, I wouldn't well, be surprised. Absolutely not needed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how can you? You got the ultimate. You got the yeah. ultimate villain. Who, who would you? Who could you bring in that could even, right. even? I mean, you'd have to have someone to come in, and I just there's. I don't think any villain out that's left is going to be strong enough to come in and actually hold water in this. I mean, so in the comic books, they they went through this and they, um, they they actually teamed up with Thanos to go through and and fight Galactus or. Where they end up fighting Galactus, and then, um, uh, or this being that was that was you know the 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 head of the entire universe that existed within six one six or within the the universe that they were in, and with that being being gone, um, there has to be somebody that replaces that, and so it ended up being Thanos, um, and and Thanos um, goes through and replaces that. I could see them probably resolving something like that with Thanos um, that way. Um, maybe bring in a, another big vi- uh, villain like right at the end, like nothing to, to resolve with that villain, not being a part of the main climax, but being more of a cliffhanger, like for the next stage um, of things, you know, whenever they're 
they're obviously moving towards a more cosmic thing with Captain Marvel. And they've got the new Guardians movie. They've got Eternals, which are going to be cosmic. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, something like Galactus or, um, uh, or, you know, some other big cosmic entity, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think uh, that they bring that, that in. When, if they try to, to stay true and, and go in those types of directions, though, I think it's going to, again, you know, people, you know, the, the common guy going to the movie and so forth, I mean, what their expectation is is they know this villain. They've, they've grown with this villain over the past movies, and their expectations are going to be there. I think it would confuse, to be honest with you. Don't say the, from my perspective, I think it would be awesome. But I think yeah. from the from the just the the average guy that appreciates these movies as much as everybody else does, you know that it could it could it could throw a wrench to them. Yeah, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying it's going to be a huge story point. Yeah, for it. Um, but the the same way that they introduced uh, Thanos in the first Avengers movie, sure. you know I'm saying you know something like that. It is either in credit scene or um, something at the very end of the movie to where it's it's just. It's a cliffhanger to where, you know, there's this... Right. Now that we've be, uh, defeated the biggest threat that we've known thus far in, you know, 23 movies, 24 yeah. movies. Right. Then then there's this, you know, an even bigger threat that, that is making itself known right. at this point. That would make sense. I could, I could get on board with that. And I think other people get on board with that too, which would only make sense. It would be a smart move if they go that direction, for sure. I think that would be smart. But um, but I mean again when you when you think about that I mean who are you talking about? Right. Yeah. I mean I, I don't mean, know. Uh, it could literally like, be who could stand up. I mean who's really gonna who 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 would be that one that guy who would be or that villain that would would bring that much you know pizzazz or whatever you want to make call it that uh, Thanos brings though. I mean I mean he brings it all. Yeah, I mean the one I keep on going back to is is um, Galact or uh, Galactus. Galactus. I mean, yeah, he's he's you know obviously the biggest um, cosmic entity that they have, and I think they're probably going to be moving towards that direction, as, or at least you know I think I don't know. And and another thing that they could do, this is all pure speculation, but they're you know the new the new Spider Man movie seems to be more grounded, yeah, um, than what. Um, uh, obviously more grounded than what Endgame and, and sure. Infinity War seem to be. The the rest of the, the movies that they have coming up are going to be um, very much cosmic based like like we went through the sure. the Eternals, exactly. all those. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of split off um, into two separate storylines. Something you know cosmic, um, and then something maybe for the the um, the Earth-based heroes or the, the heroes that are strictly Earth-based, like yeah. Spider-Man, if it ends up being something um, magical, like um, with a Doctor Strange overtone of it, to where right. you're, you're facing Dormammu. Yeah. Um, and that, that may be the big villain, and they may be working up to two separate arcs. Um, which, would, which would make sense, and that way they can keep uh, using Thor in both worlds, too. Mm-hmm. You know, which obviously is a, is a, is a great pull for, for many people. Yeah. So... But uh, yeah, I could definitely see that, and hopefully, I mean, they're gonna have to do something. I mean, this isn't their opus; they're not done by any no. stretch of the imagination. And you know, to top this, they're gonna have to really—they're really gonna have to bring it. I mean, and bring it hard, yeah, in order for um, for anything to even rival well, this. I don't know. I mean, you know, I think most fans nowadays, and, and I mean myself included, it doesn't really matter what they come out with at this point. They've got sure. more money. Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like Star Wars. It's they're. They're, I'm going to go see it, no yeah. matter what. Um, it's, they're going to have to go far from what they've been doing for me to, to not be invested in the in, in the series or in the uh, the brand. The so, brand. And I think that, you know, you touch on that topic, and that's really it right there. You're talking about the brand, right? Well, they, they have the formula. They know it. They're getting it. The way they execute, with even, even with Marvel and everything else, it's just the most recent being Marvel, obviously. It, it's still that they're able to to keep this machine going. Yeah, they and, being Disney, right? right yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. So, and obviously, I think that um, the mojo that they have now going forward and bringing characters, uh, bringing characters back to life and everything else too. I mean, who would have thought? You know, you'd have a Doctor Strange movie. 
Let's be yeah. real. You know what I mean? You just, that really, it was good. That was the thing, though, too. Though I mean, they they managed to bring those characters, and what I like is that they bring it, but they also bring it in a way that comic book guys like mm-hmm. us yeah. appreciate it and, and and can enjoy it, but yet folks that aren't as involved or or you know understand the the comic book genesis of these characters they still can appreciate it. And I think they've been able to hit that sweet spot, you know what I mean, to basically provide value to both segments that they're trying to attract. And obviously, you can see it in the box offices. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see it in the numbers constantly. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, it, if, if they're grossing less than a billion dollars on these major events now, it's, it's kind of viewed as yeah. a flop in their terms because it's not, you know, things are, are um, they're bringing, they're just breaking in that much money. Right. So, I don't know. Well, we're at a point now, too, that with, with the way that they can make movies, it, they're finally able to make superhero movies the way that they need to be done. You know, they have the technology, they have all the, you know, the blue screens yeah, and all yeah. the other motion capture and all this other stuff that they're bringing into this stuff. All these movies, and it, it can allow for those, you know, dynamic type of comic book scenes that you see exist, and they're able to capture it, and I think, in a really just entertaining and engaging way. Yeah, I mean, everybody stays through the credits of Marvel Absolutely. movies now, right? Yes. And, I mean, you can see just those things go on. If you were to print those credits out, they're going for like a mile uh-huh. with as many people that are working on those movies. And it's that's how much go, goes into these things now, and, and it, it is very much the technology, but they've also got the they've got a backing behind it that's that's just um, almost limitless as far as what they're able to put into these movies, right? Um, to get them made. Sure. So yeah. uh, I don't have anything else on this particular topic. Did you get anything else from the trailers that you want to talk about? The only thing that I think I mean again, and I said it earlier too. I I, I think that the it was important that they they showed that uh, that quick uh, you know Cap Tony reunion thing. I, I think that that had to again had to happen, and because yeah. there was always going to be that tension between those two. Well, there's know? always been like since it, the well, first absolutely uh, since Avengers the, movie. Yeah, exactly since the Accords. So, well, even before then, just yeah, the, true. The whole exactly. the the argument about um, get your suit whenever they're on the the. Hovercraft Quinjet um, uh, aircraft carrier type of thing, and Avengers, um, the first one, and there, you know, it, it, there's always been that type of tension between those two. So. Right. Well, I mean, and there's going to be because you got two leaders. Yeah. You got two leaders in the room, yeah. and when you get two A type personalities, you know, and that and that again is what I like too is that they don't they don't. In the movies, just say, okay, this we've decided this is person's going to be the leader. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, and they've managed to also play that dynamic, which I think is important. And again, that keeps comic book people obviously engaged, and it keeps moviegoers engaged. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that definitely is a dichotomy that has to happen. I think it's important. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've d- derived from this whole Morgan experience from the in game trailers is is that the Russo brothers cannot be trusted with anything that they say. That's <laughs> <laughs> been yeah. completely misleading as far as what they've said. So yeah. So we want to talk about um, Shazam. Shazam, um, you know, this weekend so far as of recording this um, has done uh, fifty million dollars. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has ninety one percent. for critics and ninety percent or vice vice versa, one of the two. Um, for fans, so obviously the uh, film's being received well. Um, and all, you know, disclosure: Matt and I haven't went to go see the movie yet. Um, however, I'm both very excited to go see the movie. Um, really wish that we had time um, this past uh, few days to go see it, but it just hasn't worked out that way. Um, I've heard a lot of really good things about the movie. Um, you know, pre-screening reviews, um, things like that. The uh, the biggest thing that I've heard is that you know it's it's big, and um, Christopher Reeve's Superman like that's that's if you take those things and put them together, then that's pretty much what you're getting with Shazam. Yeah, and uh, that's ba- that's hasn't been done with comic book movies um, thus far, and I'm really excited about that. Same way that Marvel's been doing 
things with um, Ant-Man making a heist movie, um, you know, the Winter Soldier making it a, a, a conspiracy theory, like a Manchurian candidate yeah. type of thing. Um, it seems like DC has really understood that they can't make all of their uh, films fit the Snyderverse and expect the same type of interest as what other comic book movies are doing because they're they're not diversifying and now they are diversifying. Yeah. So. And they are, and I think that you know, obviously, just going off the trailers and like you said, we haven't seen it yet, but. I, I do think that I appreciate the the approach that they're taking so far with Shazam, and it, again capturing the comedic piece, which that's the one thing that's fallen flat with DC. I think in most of their movies is when they try to do that comedic piece, like you like Marvel does it fantastic. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. it's just hands down the the comedic pieces that they're able to infuse throughout their movies is is great and. You know, um, in earlier other DC movies, the attempts were just, they fell so flat. And it just, did, just didn't work. Yeah. And uh, But I think that with Shazam, it gives them, because of the character, it gives them that opportunity and that, oh, yeah. that ability to be able to infuse that humor, which they do. You can obviously clearly see it in the trailers. Yeah, know? most I mean, definitely. I mean, it's so, it's so prevalent, which, you know what, hey, I mean... That, Part of going to these is to have fun, right? You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, and be entertained. And hopefully, again, I just hope that DC can continue and try to capture the, the, the humor piece but stay, stay, stay solid to the source material. Yeah. And that's really the challenge that, 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 that you come across. And I think that, that um, you know, like I said, so far, it looks like that's maybe what they're going to be able to achieve with Sajam. And hopefully they can go forward and their other movies and include that because sometimes it was forced into characters that don't think in my opinion weren't the right characters to be doing those type of things you mm -hmm. know what I mean um, obviously in, in Marvel it, yeah you're going to have that type of dialogue with with, with Tony you know mm -hmm. what I mean and it makes sense but it has to make sense you know and that's the bottom line when they can capitalize on that and pull out and tease those out of the characters they can do it with yeah. I think DC is going to hit that sweet spot too, and hopefully, be able to continue it on. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, and Zachary Levi is the best person to go out and go do that for this particular movie. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, as a former Best Buy guy um, that used to work for the company a decade plus ago, I was, um, you know, I'm, I've been a big Zachary Levi fan since Chuck, and so yeah. Uh, Ch oh. Yeah. Chuck's oh, awesome, dude. Yeah. By the way, plug for Chuck. Yeah. That was that that was a great series that just never got its due, by the way. Yeah. You know, it lasted, but it was it was so good and so well done. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, then as soon as you get the chance, drop everything that you're doing and go just binge Chuck because yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely something you need to see. But um, you know, it, 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 I think I don't I see a lot of similarities as far as what we see out of the, the previews with that type of character. And it doesn't seem like there was too much of a character being put on there um, in either movie. It seems like it's it's more of just Zachary Le Levi being Zachary Levi, which is great. Um, but uh, I, I'm really excited to see it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm more, um, you know, not that I was, I really had any poor thoughts, but I was, I, this is, I've been excited about this movie for a while, but you know it's it's backed up by the by the the numbers that you know fifty million dollars for a DC movie is is a good thing. And then um, on opening night, and um, uh, especially whenever we've had you know just movie after movie after movie already this year, and it's um, you know maybe we're starting into some movie fatigue, and uh, you know the fact that it's able to bring that in, and then also get the scores that's gotten in. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes is, is uh, really um, refreshing to, yeah, to be able to see. Are, absolutely. But what I like, too, is that DC's d digging deeper into their pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not sticking with their core. And oh, yeah. And I think getting outside of their core is is where they're going to find... Because, I mean, obviously, DC, Marvel, they, everybody, they all have awesome characters, period. I mean... Like, you know, every, they all, all of them have duds, too, you know? Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, you know, 
the thought of oh it's a Shazam movie you know you're like what and but hey you know what that's what they need to do they need yeah. they need to go out and they need to dig deeper into into what they have available to them and they got tons they got tons so hopefully hopefully and again I think this is a this is definitely a very strong strip and a step in the the right direction for uh, for DC and I and I and I just I just trust and hope that it'll do well. I want it to do well. Yeah, yeah, I'm really hoping this movie does well. The um, let's see what a, DC's got a couple of things coming out. They've got um, they've got Wonder Woman uh, 1984 coming out. Yeah. Um, they have the Aquaman two has been slated at some point, right? Yeah. Um, and then they have the Suicide Squad coming out, and then eventually uh, Batman, which we'll get into later. Um, I'm sure a little bit, but the what else would you like to see um, from DC? What are some of those rogue rogue gallery characters that aren't necessarily, you know, the go to names? The the Flash, the I think they're doing a Flashpoint uh, movie at some point too. But, yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. CW kind of grabbed those guys up, you know. Yeah. To a point. Yeah, you but know? you know, on the on the silver screen, what would yeah. you like to to see yeah. that that isn't like a you know the things that they've touched on already. Well, I think I think I mean, to go back to what I just said though. I think the CW has shown that you can take a character, like you know lesser lesser character, and those guys are. I mean, they're support characters. Let's let's be honest about it. You know, yeah. I mean, they have their own books and they have their own stories, and they're very strong. And they're, and there's really great books. There's great, especially Arrow books. You know, yeah, that'd be good. And one. you know, I mean, those are great characters, and you and you really like them. And uh, but I like them more when they're teamed up with somebody. You know what I mean? It always seems more interesting when those characters are bringing their special skill set into whatever it might be. And of course, obviously, they're always being joined up with the core of, of all the strong people in DC. But um, I, I think that they showed that you can build around these people and and gain interest. And you know, and hopefully that. They, they continue to do that. And like I said, there's so many out there that they could go with. Yeah. I don't think there's one in particular that really hits me. I mean, you know, I've, 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 a narrow movie would be cool. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think it's 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 even like necessarily a really good idea. No, I to think do they one. need to. I think, do you think they need to? No. Oh, yeah, no. no they don't I, I don't to. think that. I, I think that, that character's probably been realized on the small screen enough to to you know they've got to give a colon off period sure at some point a good constantine movie would be really good well see that right there that is again we're talking about dc reaching into their pool of characters that is a character who i personally love i think Mm -hmm. that the whole constantine storylines are phenomenal i think the the writing and constantine's always been interesting to me it's always been good and um, I think that he brings a uniqueness to the, the comic book world. It's not all, it's supernatural, not superhero-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that point is what I like because they have a ton of those other type of characters too that, that can infuse into that. And I think that um, Constantine, I know he had a short run with a TV show, which I yeah, thought the guy was, that they picked that for great. that was, yeah, was the, really the good. The TV show was actually really good. Yeah, it, itself. I, yeah, I agree. I just I watched agree. it on the DC or the DC Universe app. Not yeah, ago. it's it's definitely, and I think that the guy that they had playing it did a great job. Oh I yeah, mean, he, he, he captured did a fantastic job. He captured the page to the character, I think, in a in a really really strong way. But I think again, that is something that I think they could even do. If they do it right, you know, I mean, don't forget Keanu Reeves did it too. Yeah, you as know. much as I do like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And especially his newer stuff. I don't think they understood what they were dealing with at that time. No, no, it was a completely different thing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about like the the, the genre of the day mm-hmm. at that point was right. the Punisher um, that came out, the one sure. where they did in Tampa. Um, the uh, Constantine, they had, you know... Uh, I think Dark Knight was just coming out around that time. They probably had Batman Begins. Yeah. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't like they weren't building this whole they weren't world building at that point. Right. And you know, there there wasn't any type of real bar set um, at that point unless Dark Knight had came out, but I don't think it was. Um, but uh, there's so much more now that they can do with the character. I think you can get a good writer on it. 
now and yeah. and they can put more money into it because those things are doing well and you know i've been begging for a um horror style superhero movie ever since the tr- first trailer for the last fantastic more uh, four movie came out to where it looked like it was going to be like a they're going to do like a horror movie yeah. out of it and this would be a perfect opportunity to be able to bring that type of thing bring like the exorcist you know but as a comic book movie into the the fray and it's it's perfect for that and it's it's not a, it's not like a, a subgenre of superhero movies right. that we've seen before yeah mm-hmm. no i agree i think that hopefully they hopefully they uh they start going in that direction and like i said i i, I feel good i feel better uh, about what they're doing and, and like i said where they're going and um i guess we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. and, and wait and see and hope you know yep so talking about um dc obviously this has been a big week for batman and uh happy birthday bruce wayne absolutely batman you know cheers to you um 80 years old yeah uh, this week this past week yeah um i know that you got a chance to read the the detective uh 1000 series yeah on that um anything any comments to say upon that i know that i've got some thoughts as far as the Kevin Smith, uh, Jim Lee storyline they did. I don't, I don't know too much other than that. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but yeah, the, I, I think that you know, I you know, my first read through on that, I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, enjoyed it. Sat down, had a beer, enjoyed it, cover to cover, obviously, and appreciated for what it was, and um, and I and I really liked how all these people came together. All these iconic people came together, and they, they put these these vignettes together to, to create this particular book. This is the one thousandth, obviously, and um, you know we're talking about with Kevin Smith too, and I, who I just he's the dude. I mean, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love Kevin Smith, fantastic, and I, I mean his Daredevil work, like I said before, is yeah. great. Guardian Angel. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Oh, just just I mean stellar. Um, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't my favorite story in the book. Yeah. You know? And I mean, obviously I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna criticize the book too much because I understand the the intent behind it. So I can appreciate it for what they did. And there were some interesting ones in there. Um and uh it's definitely obviously any Batman fan, any well, any comic book fan should just read it and appreciate it for what it is. It's good. It's good. It's a solid book. It's just um you know, I, as everybody has their own visions and their own personal feelings about what you expect from your Batman, you know, and, you know, my Batman was present in a couple of the stories, but not all of them. And yeah, but again, and that, and that's the hard part because again, the, the, some of them are, are playing off of, you know, older, uh, type of, uh, you know, Batman, uh, history and so mm-hmm. forth. I mean, the one story that really resonated with me, and 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 the and, the, and I'm trying to remember the name of the of the vignette. I can't remember. Jeez, oh, can't remember what it is. It's the it again, not to to spoil anything, but it's uh, Batman joining this one particular group. And I don't want again, don't want to ruin it for people who haven't read it yet. But it just it's it that I actually thought was wow. That was kind of an interesting take. That was probably one of my one of my favorites out of the book. Because it showed, you know, what how Batman was actually being played in a way, mm-hmm. you know. And first off, nobody plays Batman. Well, nobody, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nobody plays Batman. World's yeah. world's greatest detective would be exactly. It's, it's an accomplishment mm-hmm. in itself to be able right. to deceive, you know, yeah. Batman. Um, yeah. But you know, to to be able to do so for long enough to be able to play Batman. Yeah, it, that's unheard of. Yeah, and just what's really interesting, and again, you have to see it to see the characters that are all part of this particular group that Batman finally gets to be a member of. Yeah. And that, that to me, was probably my favorite out of the whole book. But again, I mean, it, they, they're all great. Take them for what they are. They're just good. It's entertaining. It's Batman. So Yeah. Well, I think the, the biggest... Um... You know, we, the the Kevin Smith thing. As much as I love Kevin Smith, um, you know, I don't think it's spoilery to say he's he's been out and publicly talked about this as the release of it. 
um, that it centers around the, the chest piece and they've done, you know, I think Hush did a thing with, with the chest piece, um, you know, as a, as a uh, piece of armor with it. But the, to have a backstory on that to where it was, you know, it's, it's, it's what they did with it was they, they made it the gun that killed his parents and it's he's wearing it on his sleeve i don't think that's necessary to be able to do that i think it you know it's just uh, there wasn't anything there it's not a necessary point to add to the character you know yeah. we we all know the story of uh martha or martha and, and thomas wayne yeah. mm-hmm. and um it's i don't know I, it's not it's gimmicky i guess is yeah. what i'm coming down to right so yeah, and to be honest with you, I just <laughs> yeah, uh, that particular one when the, when you know they're talking about building the gun down and, and making you know the part of his suit and everything, and I'm like thinking that's probably the weakest part in the suit, you know, with what Batman has in his arsenal <laughs> and what he creates, you basically now just created a target that's probably weaker than the actual suit surrounding it. Yeah. So I mean, that yeah yeah agreed. yeah we've had Batman at points for like the cape is bulletproof right yeah. and so it's you know it, I, I don't know i just i wasn't crazy about it i do love kevin smith though and i'm, I'm you know kevin smith has uh worked on like you said some great things as far as comic books go he's currently doing the jay and silent bob reboot which yeah. i'm very excited about i just think that this one was kind of a swing and a miss for for kevin yeah. um but uh, i'll still read it and i'll yep. still get it that was probably the best point is the end of the book and and then what's coming, you know, that is, with Arkham Knight, that's that's gonna be good stuff right there, you know. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to be getting that in my bag at the comic book shop for sure. But uh, I think that's gonna be a very strong piece because it brings, um, you know, that type of you know view of the Arkham Knight with the clean justice in a sense if that makes if that makes any sense at all you know compared to batman's uh you know style and and so forth and to your point about you know with how batman handles his his enemies and 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 so forth and you know it's like you know he just he rounds them up puts them in arkham and they keep coming back you know (laughs) that's that's how it goes but um this will be interesting it'll be interesting i think it's going to be it should be it should be very good. I'm excited about it. So uh, definitely we'll be talking about that as that starts to, to play out as well. I'm not sure how long the arc's going to be, but I think it's going to be a pretty good run. So and are they starting uh, it from like a... The end of this book, yeah. That's well, what, are they doing it from like a, a beginning standpoint or are they picking up after the the game series? Like how are they doing it? Well, that's, that's, that's where I'm not positive on how they're infusing it because obviously it's from the game. Yeah. And that's, and that's an interesting component of itself, right? So... They're, they're, they're driving something into, instead of taking the comic book into the video world, they're taking the video world into the comic book world. Yeah. Which they've done, clearly. Oh, yeah, Marvel but, just did it with the well, Spider-Man. Exactly. Thing. So, but my point is that I still think it's, you know, that character was developed well enough in the video games to get people to care enough to even get to this point. My question you know? is, is there, are there going to be enough people that play the video game? And I, I know that there are a lot of people that play the video game, but like, Everybody that's interested in Batman hasn't played the video game, and it's it's been a minute since the video game came out. So, is will will people be fresh on the 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 storyline of the video game to where they can pick this up and, and remember every little detail, or are they gonna have to go back? So I, I don't know. I hope that they do like a fresh start on the character. I hope that it's not something that's a continuing storyline from. I, you know. Yeah, I would think in the book series they're gonna they're going to have they're gonna have to establish the guy. Yeah, and and the, and that's and that's the issue. So I and it's not an issue for them. I think they'll do it. I don't no. think I don't think their game. Yeah. I mean their their game is not to drive them back to the the video games. Their their game is to to introduce this character into the realm now of the comic book world and and just and, and roll with it. But yeah, they're gonna have to develop it, and I think they will. I mean, obviously they want to sell comic books too, so. But I think uh, that's a good point, though. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, so they've got the uh, new. They've got the new movie coming out. Um, I forget the director's name of it, um, but he says that there's going to be a 
big rogues gallery of uh, of villains within it um, that he's he's pulling from you know multiple um, sources. What what do you think, and what would you like to see in this movie? What do you think it is um, as far as storylines go, um, and then separately, what do you think? Uh, um, what would you like to see from it? Oh, you're talking from the Batman perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh my God! I mean, every villain in Batman is just—they're good. He has a great rogues gallery. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't. I mean, when you when you go through the list of of all the characters, different everybody's villains that they they combat against. I mean, obviously, Joker obviously is is just top top of the list. Of course, that's tough. I mean, what do what do I want to see? I just want to see it done well. It, yeah. That's really what it is. And it, it's like even if you bring, you know some of the lesser-known rogues gallery into the Batman universe because it's easy. It's layups to take uh, the Joker. It's, you know, it's layups to yeah. take the Penguin. It's layups to do that. But when you're going for that three-point shot, you know what I mean, who, who, who are you going to be able to bring in and, get again, get people invested? Because, you know, the moviegoers, those folks aren't as invested, and they won't even know a quarter of these people that are in the rogues gallery. Of course, they know the Joker. They know the Penguin, the Riddler. They know these guys, you know? And uh, it's going to be, can you bring one of these other lesser-known villains in and, uh, and and make them something? Like, you know, I think that, you know, Scarecrow, you know, and would be something that could be really impactful. And I think it yeah. could be good. And I think that, you know, because he brings a... He brings a, a I don't know what the. I mean, he's not your traditional like Batman type of uh, villain. You know what I mean? He brings a, he well, brings a very kind of more haunting piece to it. You know? Yeah, that would be would definitely be interesting. Like to to be able to to extend that out. I mean, they did that a little bit with Batman Begins, right? right? Yeah. But they to to be able to to make a movie like as him as the the not some some you know storyline piece of it like just to make him the the story and that would be very interesting to to see you know to tie that in with a detective batman type of thing and and to um to have just people like randomly going crazy for no reason and to have batman to trying to figure out what's going on and and to to trace things back to one particular guy or or um you know a group led by one particular guy um that'd be really cool the uh, my biggest choice for the uh what they should do or what i, I think that i wish they would do is um court of owls oh and absolutely i'm a big fan of, of detective batman and I, yeah. I love seeing you know like the sherlock holmesy type of batman um but well, court that of owls puts, but to your point though Mm-hmm. That puts Batman in his most vulnerable, though, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when you can get Batman in, in those vulnerable states, when you know, it's like you're even thinking, man, is Batman even going to be able to get out of this one? You know what I mean? And it's not a, a, a fight in yeah. the sense that it's a physical thing, right? Yeah. It, it's him and his wits and his intelligence and his, again, his detective skills, right? But those are the type of pieces. That's when I like to see the depth of Batman. And when you can see the depth, then you can get beyond just his badassness, you know, and get to those other pieces. That I think really resonates with me. Yeah. And I hope I just I just don't know if that's going to be enough to bring other folks in too, you know, because they want to see the the huge fights and the huge this and the huge that and everything and to get into that more delicate areas of the complexity of that character. And I think if you talk about complexity of a character, can you get more complex than Batman? No. I mean, come on. No. I mean, yeah. you can't. I mean, you just, you just can't. He's built around complexity. Exactly. Like that's, that is that character. Yes. So, you're, yeah. But Court of Vows, hands down, phenomenal piece of work. Phenomenal. Yeah. And if no one's read the Court of Vows, you need to go get it because it is great. Yeah. Also, you know, I, I hope that they don't do the Joker. I mean, there's so much stuff I know. with the Joker going on. Um, you know, they they did the Joker thing already with, uh, you know, and they killed the any type of residual um, Joker good feeling vibes with Jared Leto and yeah, um, I yeah, they're doing that. the they're doing the Joker thing now with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and I really just I hope that they leave that character be as of the moment, but. Um, other than what Joaquin Phoenix is doing, which surprisingly, 
um, looks good. I've I've always I've been on the fence about the the movie and the idea of the movie. Um, obviously, it looks like they're going for some type of killing joke esque storyline. Um, somewhat, they may it may be a little bit more complex than that. However, um, you know. I'm I'm more hopeful about I'm I'm definitely intrigued. I want hopeful may not even be the same word. I still think I'm I, I'm don't know how the movie's going to be, but I'm very much intrigued now after seeing the intrigued. The, yeah, I'm definitely. Dude, intrigued. that was creepy as hell. Really? Oh, dude, when he's bathing his mom in the tub. Yeah. Come on, was, and he's dancing kind of, with his mom. Yeah. Come on, no wonder the guy's got issues. Kind of got like a psycho type. Oh, vibe yeah, to it. Yeah. a little bit. You think? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, he's 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 not than God knows what to begin with. But then now, if you're gonna give us premise to support his insaneness, I mean, how much creeper can you get than bathing your own mom in a tub? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the, the. I mean, they're also playing. They're also playing up that, um, you know, the uh, the beat down, bullied kid type of thing too. Yeah. I can see that to a degree. But what I thought was interesting about the trailer too, I thought it was interesting when they were showing the one cut scene and I think it was on the steps of probably of Gotham City Hall and people were dressed up in Joker makeup and so forth. So what was that? I mean, I'm like thinking, okay, I'm trying to draw what, what could be driving these people to be wearing Joker, Joker and protesting and stuff. Is so they've, they've, they've given some of the synopsis as far as what that's going on. So it seems to be like almost a, a dual reality to where, where the Joker is obviously still a bad guy. Um, but the Joker is a bad guy with with bad intentions that ends up doing good things in a roundabout way. Um, it seems like at least from the, the synopsis that they've given out um, to where Thomas Wayne is a prominent uh, public figure at the time and he's politician type right um but he's corrupt and so ah um the joker is then you know still becomes the joker as we know him but he ends up taking on thomas wayne who in this storyline is a bad guy all this could be you know I, i forget exactly what the source was i think it was um charlie from uh from uh from emergency awesome that I, I heard this on but you know I, I don't remember where he got that from it could have been something like reddit and it, this could be all for null right so um take it with what it is worth but um if they end up doing that you know again i'm just not i'm not crazy about the premise of the movie i'm not crazy about the there being a, a movie that explores joker's origins i think the the joker that i enjoy the most is the joker that you don't know anything about if you're going to do an origin about them, then don't do an actual origin about them. Do like do flashbacks like they've done in the comics to where it's been, you don't know if this is actually what happened. Like with the Killing Joke, for example, we don't know if that was how the origin of the Joker actually happened at the mm-hmm. end of the, the thing because the Jokers came up with multiple different origins. And, right. Um, you know, they, they played that into the Dark Knight and um, how the, you know, you want to know how I got these scars on my face? And, and he goes into like two or three different stories. And that's the type of Joker that I think that we deserve as fans. Um, and I, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm hopeful. But I just I don't think that I'm going to like it. Well, I, 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 think, I think I will like it because I think Joaquin Phoenix, as, as crazy as that guy is, he's done some phenomenal work in, yeah. uh, you know, just the Johnny Cash thing was was great, you know what I mean? How yeah. he, how he no, embodied absolutely. a character like that and, and executed that particular movie. Not that I mean, comedy, obviously different genres, but he is. Um, and and then, don't get me wrong, I think the movie's going to be good. I, but I'm going to take it as this movie's in a box, and I'm going to watch it in a box. Yeah. And I'm going to appreciate it for what it is, and it's, I, this is not going to be canon for me. And yeah. it's not going to take me beyond this, and I want to be entertained. And I think that I think Joaquin can entertain us. I think that you know he was an interesting choice for the character, and I think that um, you know he's going to be able to just you know they're going to play out this whole insane darkness, and in, in a way that you know is just probably really going to be it's bizarre is what it's going to be. It's going to just be a, it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be bizarre. And if anybody can execute it 
and make it believable, it would be, I think he has the chops to be able to do that. And again, like I said, it's going to be in a box for me, and I'm going to appreciate it, but at, any, at no point will I say, you know, going forward when I'm reading The Joker or if I'm reading Batman or whatever it might be, that this is going to be like, well, wait, that doesn't make sense. Because, you know, in the Joker movie, no, to me, it's going to be a one-shot type deal, and that's going to be the end of that for me. But, uh, and again, I'm looking forward to it. I think it, I think it is going to do well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it will do well. There is some news about um, Jared Leto, um, who previously played the Joker, um, with the new Morpheus movie that came out, or that's coming out. Oh, looking on. forward to that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Much, very much so. Again, untapped character. The news is that they've got, uh, they had scene footage, behind the scene footage, um, on set footage of Morpheus, um, and it looks good. It looks, yeah. um, you know, it, it, there's not much to pull from it yet. Um, it's, it's basically him um, flying, uh, on wires, flying in the streets of New York City. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that'll look good. I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the character. I think Jared Leto is a good choice for this. Um, I think that he, as long as he doesn't overplay it, um, and there's good writing, which, I mean, there will be, um, even on the Venom movie, there was there was decent writing. It wasn't, you know, the movie did well. Uh, I'll take it as a as a good movie, uh, especially aside from the MCU. It's definitely a good comic book movie. It I don't think it lives up to Marvel standards. No, but you know, I outside agree. of Marvel, it, it was a, definitely a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. So, and interesting to see where they go with this. Anything else about the Batman thing that you want to talk about? No. Titans. No, I, I just, I, I think it, uh, it, it definitely, oh, Titans, oh, wow. Okay, so Titans, I, uh, again, watching that, going into Titans, um, again, I'm sure most people have seen Titans already. Um, I was a little late to the show on that one, but I did, I did get to I did get to watch that, and I really was surprised at how well how much I liked it. I actually really, really enjoyed it. And um, I what I do like is the way that they developed Robin in this particular series. I think that they obviously a good choice on the character, whoever the actor that plays Robin, I can't remember his name, but he did a good job too. And um, it was uh, it was to me it was well done. I think it captured a um, perspective that always doesn't come through as strongly in you know um, in, in a lot of some of some of the other mediums that you, that you see it but I think it was good I mean I enjoyed it I thought it was well and I actually really one one piece of that Titans that I really enjoyed was the nuclear family I yeah thought, I thought that was yeah, great. That was good that was great I mean it was really that that was cool and uh have they done that in the comics? I was trying to yeah, pull. Yeah, I, I, I was, was going to go back and see. I, I don't recall it, but I would assume that they have. And if they did, it's, that just sounds like something they would have done. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I think um, I'm pretty sure it's pulled from the comics. Yeah. I just can't. I can't pinpoint anywhere from. I, whenever that came on, I was I was trying to figure out exactly where that was from, and it, it reminds me a lot of the Card Family, the the King Queen um, Jack Ace characters that yeah. were um yeah all the family that's what it reminded me of and that's what i was really hoping that would be something cool to explore at some point um but i, I enjoyed it. it was different it wasn't something that i was expecting at all um but it was very very refreshing to be able to see something just different on on screen in relation to those characters in relation to batman robin type of thing their first appearance for um, Nuclear Family was in The Outsiders number one in November of 1985. So, and it was Dad, Mom, Biff, Sis, Brat, and Dog. So, uh, being at being at 1985, I'm sure it was a little more campier than what we saw in Titans. Yeah, but <laughs> I could guess. I only begin to guess, but the most con- comic book stuff. Is, yeah, so. of course. But I think. The bringing that in and and uh, the it, it and the characters that they had doing it too, the people that played those roles 
did such a great job. And, you know, and it was good. I, I just, I appreciated that piece, and I thought it was interesting and unique. And it was good. I wasn't really too sure if it was going to work when I first started to, like, when I was like, okay, this looks a little weird. But then it just, it, it, it worked, and it, it held up. It held up. Yeah. And it made sense. Yeah, so. I think the series overall worked um, together. Yeah. Um, definitely very good writing on that. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, with the... I wasn't crazy about how they treated the Batman-Robin relationship. I think they went a little bit too far with that. Um, especially, uh, you're right at it right now um, on where you're at on the yeah. series. And Matt's not finished yet. But uh, you're in last episode, right? So, you know, the way that they, they treated that, I wasn't crazy about. However, it's it's something that I can overlook. It doesn't bother me too much, but it does bug me. Well, I will let you know how I feel about when I finish, <laughs> which I should have done today. But uh. Uh, so, happy birthday, Bruce Wayne, Batman! Um, it's been a great eighty years. Here's to eighty years more. Yeah, and many, many more stories to come. I hope that we never stop seeing new Batman I don't material. Think we, I don't think we ever will. No, and thank goodness for that. Yeah. So the last thing that we have on the agenda today is Twilight Zone, um, the new series that came on CBS All Access. You know, I thought about getting CBS All Access when the when the Star Trek uh, TV show came out, and the you know I had some interest in it, but it wasn't anything that like I would, I had to watch. Right, Twilight Zone on the other hand um, is I don't know who the director is, uh, the producer director is on it. I originally thought it was Jordan Peele, but then I realized that Jordan Peele is just doing the narration of it, but it is fantastic. Um, by far, it will be a reason for me to buy and to, to keep a CBS All Access uh, uh, subscription, if nothing else. Like, they can they can have that on there, and they can bring no other relative content that I would be willing to watch, but I would keep it for Twilight Zone. Yeah. By far, it's it's definitely nostalgic. It's It's... Very close to as far as premise goes and storytelling goes, yeah. That the original was, um, the 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 things that they're doing with it now are just great. There's I mean, they're they're reaching back into their roots, um, for early on with the uh, the was it the first one with uh, William Shatner? Yeah. I forget what the something from 10,000 feet, 10,000, 20,000 yeah. feet, or whatever, whatever it is, 10, 20,000 feet, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah nightmare back. from twenty thousand yeah. feet or whatever. Yeah, they reach back on that one, yeah. and um, and I think that's the that's the one where the guy gets finds the finds the uh, MP or the iPod yeah the MP three. And shout out for that. I mean, that actually the guy that I'm pretty sure that narrates on the podcast thing that mm-hmm. he's listening to is uh, Dan Carlin, and Dan Dan Carlin does a does a uh, podcast called uh, Hardcore History. And again, completely not relevant to what we're talking about today, but the guy's phenomenal. He is, you want to learn some history, listen to that. You'll be entertained. You'll learn so much. He is great. And I'm, I am almost 100% sure that Dan Carlin is the guy that does that voice because I've listened to hours and hours of that, and I'm telling you, it is definitely highly entertaining. But uh, that aside, back to uh, what Josh was saying with the Twilight Zone too, it is it is it is very. I find it entertaining as well. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm reading some of the reviews on it, and people are panning it, saying that you know it's this or it's that or it's too political or it's too weak, and you know. But let's be real. You know, you want to be entertained for 45 minutes. Watch the show. I mean, it, it's entertaining. It's it's fresh. It's a different type of storytelling. Is it? You know, it's not Black Mirror, but you know what? It's still it's good content. It's actually to me, it's it's worth watching. Um, it, it's just it's it, and then they're bringing in decent people too. I mean, you have good you have decent actors coming in. You know, for these different different roles in these different episodes, and it's interesting. And um, again, this isn't back when. Uh, when Rod started it years ago, you know, when yeah. he was doing these types of stories to be able to communicate political messages without making the CBS executives worked up. You know, they, you know, he had these ideas and he wanted to get them across, but he couldn't get them across 
it had to do it in this type of genre to be able to broach these subjects because he wasn't permitted to talk about them or, or write about them or, or do whatever. So that creativity piece with him, and eventually I know that he, he, he did tire of it after a while, and that's why he sold the rights to CBS. And there's been, there's been this is what, the third reboot, I think? Third, I think. There was, I know there was one in the 90s, and there might have been one in the 80s too. I'm not sure. But uh, even though those weren't bad, these ones, I think the ones that we're looking at that are coming out now, I think tie a lot closer into what you were getting from the earlier versions, the first go-round. And yeah. I think that, you know, these stories are going to be put in contextually into relative to our time, you know. Yeah, no, Because so much has changed, obviously, you know what I mean? It's been, what, 60, it's been, what, 50 years since yeah. that stuff was out. Yeah, they're, so. they're definitely making contemporary. Mm -hmm. And they have um, to. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's not, again... It, you got to go in with a willing sense of disbelief and watch the show. You know? Yeah, but the, the, in the exact same way that you had to go in the original series with a willingness of disbelief. I mean, yeah, I remember an episode where they there were astronauts, and I mean, this was obviously during the big space race of of the the time, and um, space was a huge thing with Star Trek um, that was big at the time, um, or or was out at the time at least. You know, they they had went and there were there were astronauts going on to a different planet, and um, they end up uh, starving. Like spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but it's been fifty years, so so you should have yeah. seen it by now. <laughs> but, um, there was uh, they their astronauts stranded on what they what they believe is a, a different planet, and they all end up starving to death except for one guy. And by the end of it, he realizes that they had just crash landed like a couple miles away from where they. That were were lifting off from, so like in this desert area that looks like a different planet, but it was actually like like Arizona or Utah or something. <laughs> so yeah. it's you know it's always been a point where you have to suspend um, disbelief. disbelief yeah, right? you have but, to. But I mean, you go to watch a movie. That's what you have to. Exactly do, right. You know? so, so you know, obviously, those people that are are find problems with every single storyline are going to find problems with these but right. I don't I, I think most people are going to enjoy it I definitely enjoy it yeah um, and it's it's refreshing it's 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 the same thing that we're seeing with like things like Black Mirror um, which tie very closely to the Twilight Zone but it's done in a way that it, it doesn't have to be it's not there's no larger picture there it's just a monster a week type of thing and there's no need for it to, you know, you can pick up an episode at any point, right. and you can just watch that episode and enjoy that episode. It doesn't you're you know, you're not lost if you come in at any certain point. There's no world building, or at least God, I hope they they don't do any type of world building on this. No, they can't do that. They can't just go down a that road. monster a week type of storyline yeah. is great, and it's it's not something that we have anymore. And it's it's nice to to just have that. Yeah, you know, it's fresh. It's different. Yeah. It's fresh. I mean, I mean. I say it's fresh and different. Yeah, Obviously, this is a, fresh this is something like contextually. Exactly. For yeah. Contemporary. It's, it yeah. it's uh, it's fresh and different than what we have. But yeah. you know, they've been doing it for they not only Twilight itself or Twilight Zone. Yeah. Twilight Zone itself has been doing it for um for fifty years. But you know, go reach back into old television with um, uh, what was the Highway Patrol or whatever the that um. TV show was called to where they, they did the same thing. It was like stories from, you know, like, you know, these types of things, right. like, like one-off stories uh -huh. every single week. So, yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, I know Josh just mentioned that, you know, Star Trek's on there. I've watched Star Trek and I'm telling you what, that's worth it too. So, um, again, we may or may not ever get into that, but, uh, we're not huge Trekkies. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, the, um, the storytelling in that's good. Character's good. Um, uh, it, it's definitely worth watching. Anybody who likes sci-fi, you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy the Star Trek. Recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I want to give it a chance. I just I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Now that I like, I, I wouldn't have bought CBS Access just for that. But yeah. Now that I have CBS Access, I will go back yeah. and watch that. It's worth. It's worth seeing. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have today. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at 
force underscore podcast. The podcast will be available on SoundCloud, Himalaya, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you've got any other ideas for uh, future podcasts, um, have any comments on this, we'd love to hear them at either Twitter or Facebook. Make sure to leave comments. I think you can do it on the Himalaya app now too. Um, but make sure that uh, you, you leave those there and uh, we'll try to get some shout outs uh, in next week's podcast. We'll throw up a new podcast every week on Sundays um, with the exception of new podcast um, from various reviews on Endgame or, or new new events that come out um, that are huge that we have to hit on then. Um, but until then, we'll see you next week. This has been the Nerd Force Podcast.